We're going to be in John eleven twenty five. John eleven twenty five. Before we get there, I hope that you've all been able to kind of just be in this place. I don't want to talk too long this morning. I want the Spirit to continue to be poured out through singing and through prayer this morning and through the words uh, written in John. But I just want to connect a little bit here uh, and just read from John 11, beginning in verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And we read this, this I am statement, I am the resurrection and the life, and we're reading this within the context of a dear friend dying, right? Lazarus, a, a dear friend, a dear disciple of Jesus dies, and not only does he die, but now he's having to deal with the side effects of dying, which is the mourning of those who love Lazarus, right? Mary and Martha are greatly troubled by this, right? If you look in verse 21, if you have your Bibles, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. And there's this, this hopefulness. There's this kind of pain that we're all sensing. We've all lost someone before. And there's this pain in the air that says, Jesus, if you were here, nothing bad would have happened because I know the power that you possess. But in the middle of that tension, Jesus says these words that might not have given much respite to that situation. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. What purpose do you have to say that to these mourning sisters that are looking over at their dead brother? But what I hear as someone who has hindsight, with someone who has the entirety of Scripture, who knows the end of the story, I'm glad that Chase brought up Exodus. And thank you, Chase, for that. Um, that was really well thought out, man. I, I, I appreciate what you had to say this morning, but... This I am statements that we read Jesus saying over and over again in, in, in John, very intentional. And it's here in Exodus chapter 3 that we get this I am that's echoed throughout time, through the generations, through people telling the story over and over again. I'm just going to read in, in Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. And so we have this echo throughout time of this story of God acting through Moses who eventually liberates the Israelites from Egyptian captivity and eventually through Joshua gets to the promised land and God's people are made whole again. But we have these peaks and valleys of the people of Israel. They're, they're turning their backs towards God and then they're praising God in the same breath over and over again. And then we fast forward all the way to John chapter 11. In the middle of this mourning, in the middle of this grief, Jesus repeats these words that, that God said many, many, many years ago, I am. I still have been and I always will be. I am, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. It's the same story told in a different way. It's echoed again throughout time, throughout space. And Jesus is saying here, I'm connecting all these dots. And the same I am who released you from Egyptian captivity is here today, standing in the middle of this tense situation. And in a few verses, I'm actually going to weep with you. 
right? We read about God sending Moses almost uh, with all of his bag of tricks, right? To go to the Egyptians, to turn his staff into a snake, to turn, you know, the water into blood and all these different things that Moses, is, Moses does. It's like God has sent this guy and he's doing these things. And now with Jesus, yes, God has sent Jesus, but not only is it just a guy who he's empowering to do the things of God, it is literally God in the flesh doing these things for God. The I am is no longer just sending a servant. He is sending himself. I am the life and I am the resurrection. So even though Lazarus is dead in this tomb, I'm going to do something great that I'm actually going to do later in myself. And because I am doing it, because I am the life and the resurrection, guess what you're going to be able to have one day? Life and resurrection. This echo, I I keep saying it because I love connecting dots from the things you hear about, you know, we hear about them in VBS, but I think about all the kids hearing these stories from their grandparents, from their grandparents, from their grandparents about the I am who sent the Israelites out of Egypt. And then he's here in the flesh saying the same exact thing. And not just on this grand scale where he's, he's liberating thousands of people from, capti- from, from their captives. He's just with two sisters. And it kind of it shows you the enormity of God. The, the, the limitless nature of how big God can be. And he kind of puts it in the flesh and says, you know what, I care about these things too. I care about your pain. I care about your suffering. And the I am that was existing in Exodus still exists today. He's saying this to Mary and Martha, but I would like to think that it echoes to today as well. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Let's continue worshiping this morning.